All right. First question. Which cards do you think will benefit the most from the Michael Jordan documentary? Um, if you guys know, our page is mostly modern sports cards, of course. Uh, mostly 2010 to present, including 2003 LeBron James is really what mostly we cover. Uh, Michael Jordan doesn't really fall into that time period, so I'm not the most experienced person on Michael Jordan cards in the slightest. I know some things. Um, however, we do have three experts that are joining the podcast this week, and the podcast will be out before the documentary. So make sure to listen to that because there will be much more experienced Michael Jordan collectors to talk about the market and what you might want to look for. Uh, no Limit People said nice beard. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me in my entire life. There you go. Soto uh, PSA 10 question mark. Nate, Soto PSA 10? Yes. Do it. <laughs> Buy it. He looks like he's – his defense isn't great, but it's it's passable. Base running isn't great, but it's passable. The bat is going to carry him to a Hall of Fame career probably. So, oh, yeah. go for it. Guy ditched uh, that flip phone. Yeah, Nate's running that Samsung flip phone over there. <laughs> hey, let's let's – you know, maybe I will move to a flip phone. Then uh, I won't. I just won't be able to do this, and you'll be on your own. <laughs> Shoot, actually, don't do that. <laughs> Spot a Luca Optic PSA nine yesterday. Nice, nice. Is Ian Cripes in here? Cripps. Uh he might be. Should you just say Cripps, dude? I'd be throwing out gangs in here. <laughs> My gosh, whatever. Uh, Hi guys, what's up? Uh, Julio, Julio Rodriguez, Rodriguez worth it. Yes. Julio Rodriguez looks like he's going to be a top 10 prospect across all of baseball. Uh, get in while you can, especially the prices have gone up a little bit. They were up to almost $400 a base auto. Now they're down to like low 300s. Um, they might drop a little bit more, but if you can get in while, uh, right now while the prices are low, I'd do it. What are your guys' opinions on Luca? Probably the same on everyone else. Um, obviously, top player in the NBA, 21 years old. Definitely a, a buy and hold for sure. Is that a little iced coffee you're drinking? It's some shake coffee thing. I don't ask. <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know. It's got caramel in it. <laughs> well, it's coffee ish. Do you, you know see how much the I, like that. I know. Do you see the prices of wax falling with a looming recession? Um, I mean, wax is really the only thing that hasn't had prices drop on it, so I'm sure as this goes on longer, wax will eventually start to drop in price. Yeah. Sealed product is what he refers to when he says wax, for those that don't know. Seller hold my LeBron 2012 Prism Base PSA 10. I'd sell that. Um, if you can get a thousand dollars for it right now, for sure, sell it. You probably bought it for what under five hundred, maybe even those lower. are a thousand bucks. Yeah, dude, they went up to a thousand. You missed the last post, then I see. Um, but Oops. but I mean, the supply is low, which is going to keep the prices high if there's enough people buying them. But eventually, you either have to assume one, the prices will come down a bit when multiple get listed, or two, you take your money, you reinvest, and you move on. Um, Unless you want to hold the card long term, which you can by all means, I'm not going to say to not hold it. I just think that taking the profit now and working with other LeBron or finding new stuff to invest in is also a good idea. Prism or optic? I say prism, especially after this year's optic, which was kind of a disappointment in my opinion. Why not both? 
can be both too. Yeah. I must say, 2018 uh, Optic is awesome. It's now a good time to buy Ronald Kuna Tops Update. Uh, the prices look like they're beginning to rise again. Right now, they're about $165 a PSA 10. Um, I mean, obviously, there was a, a little bit of a, a wave there where it got up to 270 Did it belong at 270 Probably not. Not that soon. But that being said, there's no doubt. I mean, if, if Trout is a $1,600, $1,700 tops update, I don't see why this couldn't get to – you know, five, six, seven hundred. He's not trout, but he's really stinking good. I think it it's gonna move in correlation with the trout, but what we must remember is that there's probably two times as many Acuna PSA tens graded than there are trouts. Yeah. I think there's probably five thousand trouts, ten thousand Acunas. Um, do you see Optic moving behind Prism ahead of Optic Basketball? Um, that question was a little confusing, so if you could clarify it with possibly a different product in mind. Otherwise, I'd say no, Optic will move ahead of Prism if that's what the question was. Oh, he meant select. Oh, select. He says, sorry, he meant select. I could, I could see some cards from select move ahead of Optic, but not the product as a whole. Are there any Jordan cards that are reasonably cheap that could go up in value after the documentary? Talked about it at the, right at the beginning of the podcast. Um, we're going to have a, or a live stream. We'll have a podcast coming out this week with some experts talking about Jordan. But if you're talking reasonably priced, it's probably going to be like a base card from the 90s. That's a PSA 10. And there's so many of them out there. Um, I'm sure that there'll be a short-term increase in those cards that are like under $100. And people just want something at Jordan. They love the PSA grade. So why not buy some PSA 10 Jordan from the 90s? Um, I'm sure there'll be some type of short-term, incre- short-term increase there. Who knows, though? There's just so many of them out there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip past that box one if you want to ask that, but I wanted to get to this one first. Who would you invest in, Gladbert Torres or Fernando Tatis Jr.? You can only pick one. Uh, Aaron, we should have a little bit of discussion on this because this is interesting in that Tatis was injured last year twice but has way more upside but is in a worse market by far. Um. But the base running upside and the bat are just way better than the Gliber Torres. But Torres has health and the Yankees on his side. It, it's kind of an interesting debate, I think. I would still and, probably go peace. And the Orioles in the same division. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that uh, the And the Red Sox are getting worse, but Tampa Bay and Toronto are getting better. I would still, I would still probably go with Tatis just because there's just too much upside there. Um, like Gleyber Torres had a breakout year, quote unquote, and his OPS was still like 850, 860, which is really nice for a shortstop. But Tatis is the type of guy that's going to be running 900 some OPSs every year, probably. I'd go Tatis, but the the health thing is could be a concern. Yeah, um, there's there's definitely more risk with Tatis, but also yeah. huge upside. upside. I'll, I'll speak on this box question really quick from Ricky. Are boxes on eBay about to shoot up? Forgive me if you are answered. Um, he says that because Panini today announced that they have shut down their shipping operations in Texas due to government order. Um, you know, I don't, it, it makes sense thinking like, oh, no more boxes can be delivered by Panini, meaning that supply can't go up. But the issue is that there's a ton of distributors out there that have a ton of stock that, are going to be able to still sell them and ship them. However, I, I question now if price gouging will become an effect uh, 
from blowout or wherever. I'm not saying that they're going to or accusing them of doing it. I'm just saying it'd be interesting to see if they jack up their prices because they can't get any more supply to, to, to ship out. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Been thinking uh, a lot about undervalued Bagley Prism rookie market thoughts. I know risk is there, but feels like there's upside with Ross Siller around thirty dollars. I think there's definitely upside, but there's obviously risk too. He's been injured a lot, kind of like a Tatis thing. Yet he's not Tatis, obviously, to basketball. Um, yeah, you can't the, compare a power forward no, center to a shortstop. Yeah, I'm saying that obviously he's not, but the the point is there's the injury risk. Um, also, the Kings. If the Kings never make the playoffs with that with Fox and Bagley. They're not going to go up in price a whole lot. Um, definitely need to make the playoffs and has to stay healthy. However, $30 is marginal investment when it comes to basketball cards. So I wouldn't say no to taking a flyer on two or three. I mean, he was the number two overall pick. He's obviously talented, just has to play. Yeah. Uh, best rookie to be grabbing for baseball, I'd probably just go with Gavin Lux's Tops Update cards. Um, if you want a rookie that, that is this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Top Series 1, thank you. Um, that's probably who I'd be going with if you're aiming for a rookie this year. I agree. He seems like the best the best mix of upside and, and safeness between him and Bichette. And, I mean, Alvarez, the issues, he's on the Astros, and who knows how that's going to work out. Well, no, Jordan was already a rookie. I, no, I know. I'm saying just the, the team in Just general. from the rookie cards. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, see. I, I you're you're talking – I'm talking about specifically this year being a rookie going into the year. Like Gavin Lux's card's already here, but he's still a rookie. We're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor. Well, let's uh, hear uh, this is a good one for you. Besides Zion and Ja, who else would you collect in this draft class? Oh, gosh. Personally, Tyler Hero. He's fun to watch. Um I mean, you can go a number of ways if you think Kobe White's going to be super good. But the issue is that I just don't think any of these dudes other than Zion and Ja we're going to know a whole lot about until year two. Um, I think it's a little too early to start throwing around big dollar signs for some of these guys without knowing what they can actually do or what their roles would be on teams. Um, There's no one who, outside of those two, that I would say is like a for sure, like, man, you got to collect or invest in them. Um, Yeah. That's where I sit with the 2019 draft class. It's a lot of unknown. I think year two will provide clarity for that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't decide messing around with that. I'd say target some guys from 2018 draft class. Um, we got one here. Mookie tops update. So Mookie bets tops update. I would say no. And here's why. Uh, obviously he's really good, but he just got traded to the Dodgers. If he plays one year with the Dodgers, or if he doesn't play, if we don't have baseball, I don't, the Dodgers will probably never have him. He'll be a free agent. And so if he goes from the Red Sox to the Dodgers to another team, uh, there will be no real loyalty there. Just like there's no loyalty with Manny Machado and there's no loyalty for people with Bryce Harper and there's, you know, so on and so forth down the line. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, anybody like that, that changes a lot of teams, unless you're the best of the best, like LeBron, uh, it's it's just I would stay away from those guys because who's going to buy him? Red Sox fans aren't going to buy him. He's gone. Dodger fans, if they don't resign him, aren't going to buy him. Um, and then the new team, I don't know. So I would stay away from that. Um, thoughts on Kyler Murray select field level? Um, field level uh, select cards are beautiful in my mind. I don't know why they're not more popular. I would buy Kyler Murray uh, silvers field level for sure. 
They're like yeah, one hundred and fifty dollars well, right now, something like that. So it's like the court side for basketball, but it seems like that football doesn't get the same value based. Like I mean, we're talking Luca select silver court side for basketball. It's a couple thousand dollar card. Um, football doesn't have the same appreciation yet, but they're awesome. Um, you know, I don't know exactly how many questions are, so I'm just going to grab one that I see right now because it, it seems like a good question. Is the value of basketball cards going to go down next year considering the draft class will be bad, essentially killing this year's buzz? No, I don't foresee the upcoming draft class to affect previous year's market. Like, I won't say, like, oh, man, they're going to make people less interested in 2019 or 2018 Luca Zion. What I can see happening is wax prices. More well, people will be more interested in 2018, 2019, and sealed product will be cheaper because people aren't going to be able to charge $400 for an optic box if you can't resell the top rookie for, like, Zion Jaw. Yeah. So I, I think you'll see, like, wax prices maybe at 75% or 50% as long as people don't spend ridiculous amounts of money for no reason. I mean, yeah. if people are going to pay the money, then sure. But people need to understand that this draft class isn't as good. There's not going to be as much money flowing through it. So just wait back and pay lower prices for a sealed product, and then boom. There you go. Um, here's a, a virus-related one. Uh, what do you guys think the virus does to the value of this year's cards? Increase, decrease? I personally, I have no idea. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen until it happens at this point. Well, I don't think that the cards are going to go up because of the virus. If they go up, it's because of other reasons, maybe sports coming back or someone does something. I don't know. Um, I mean, it'll probably cause most stuff to drop in price, but also you have to know that sports will be back someday. I mean, I well, can't I say think what. he's just talking about this year's cards. So, oh. like, if Bowman Baseball comes out oh. and the virus is still going on, what's going to happen? So you're telling me, uh, like, J Jason Dominguez or his cards going to be as expensive as if they were yeah. about to play baseball. Like, okay, that's a valid question because it's interesting if Dominguez is, like, what they'll start out at. Because we thought, you know, there is a chance of a $1,000 base auto. I don't know if that just goes out the window and people are like, oh, I can't spend that much money. Maybe it's $600 now. I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens, and then I guess we'll get the answer from there. However, there was a Tops update today. Tops announced a new calendar on um, for releases, I need to get this up here, but Nate, you can start answering. Oh, wait, here we go. I got it. Okay. Um, there was no announcement on Series 2 baseball. If it's getting pushed back, it just wasn't even in the thing. And my wife is not letting the article now. Oh, there, there we go. Um, 2020 Bowman Hobby is pushed back until May. May TBD. So April 15th, it's not happening. Uh, Jason Dominguez always will not be out in April. Takes away a big podcast from Nate. Yes, it does. That's okay. Uh, do you think that baseball cards will continue to drop? When should I buy? Um, yeah, as long as we don't get an answer anytime soon on if there is even going to be a baseball season, I think they'll still drop. I really do think that for specifically the big name guys, any any time to buy is okay because if they're big name and the prices have dropped, you expect them to go back up, especially if they're long-term guys like Ronald Acuna. Uh, that being said, I worry a little bit, you know, if you're looking to invest in like, like a guy like Julio Rodriguez, who I love, a big appeal to him, of him is how young he is and how good he is. He, if he loses an entire year of development 
and everyone else, everyone else obviously loses an entire year of development. Um, that takes away a little bit of his appeal because I think he could make it up to the majors as a 20-year-old. But if he doesn't do that, and it's 21 or 22, or if not playing baseball for a year really messes with him. Nobody knows what's going to happen with these players. Um, so I'd probably stay away from, like, prospects, I guess, and really stick to those surefire tops rookies of guys yeah. that look like they're going to be – that are on Hall of Fame trajectories. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, also, uh, one yeah. second. Another thing about baseball cards is that so much of the price is going up over the last two months was baked into people expecting opening day happening. Opening day doesn't happen, and what's going to happen? The prices are going to go back down to before opening day. I mean, we haven't seen that yet. To tease, PSA tens are not at fifty dollars yet. They're still at sixty-five. Well, they're like sixty-five. So they're they're. I mean, they're going towards it, but it'll be interesting to see. If stuff goes down to like before opening day prices, or I guess hype opening day prices, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Goody Gum says, Thanks guys for pumping out more content these past few weeks. You can thank Aaron, most of the content is this. As a new collector, what suggestions would you give me? NBA cards only. Uh, Aaron, any suggestions? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was freezing a little bit. Uh, as a new collector, NBA cards only. So I'm not sure if new collector means low budget or high budget or what it might be, but I look for your favorite young rookie or second year or third year player. Um, look at Prism and Optic. Look at Select. That's another really great way to go. And try to find either cheap, non graded cards or cards that are at nice, maybe a little bit under market value for PSA 10s or PSA 9s and just start building up a small collection of PSA graded rookies from your favorite NBA players and Prism or Optic or Select and go from there. I think it's a good way to start. Yeah, I would definitely suggest starting out small. Don't just jump right into buying multiple hundred dollar cards. Yeah, Get your feet wet. Make sure you understand uh, what you're buying um, before just buying it. Yeah, I make guess. sure you make sure you do enough research through eBay completed sales to know what stuff is worth. You don't want to go onto eBay and not understand how to see market value, and then you just look at the lowest price listing you buy because you might be spending twenty dollars over market value or thirty or whatever it might be. Um, this is a this is a new one. Do you suggest investing in UFC and WWE cards? We had this one the other night in Jamil's live stream, and someone brought it up. And I'm not going to sit here and suggest it because I know nothing about it. I mean, I know a couple of the UFC fighters. But other than that, I know absolutely nothing. I don't know anything about the cards. Um, But I will say this. I've heard an increasing number of people starting to buy them and message me asking, hey, what's your thoughts on UFC cards or this and that? Because it is a huge – there's a large, very dedicated fan base in the sport. Yeah. Um, maybe not the numbers, obviously, like basketball and baseball, but the, the, the sheer like popularity in that fan base is huge. So, I think one issue would be that casual UFC fans, like every time, you know, the McGregor fight, I paid, we paid for uh, the, uh, you know, McGregor the to watch it. And uh, it's just one of those things where the casual fans like me, once, you know, the Ronda Rouseys and the McGregors are done, if they don't get another big name to fill that void and make people interested in watching their fights, I just don't see how it could continue. But, again, like Aaron said, 
I'm just a casual casual fan that tunes into a fight every once in a while, not dedicated every single week to fight night. Right. Um, and it, also there's there's clear yeah. different market dynamics with that too. You know, you're not watching someone play every three days or every seven days. The market dynamics are so different with the fight spaced out. So I don't know if it would be something where it would become a common investment, have to become like a very obscure type of investment to make. If the 2020 LB season is canceled, I wonder what Tops would do with their update series for rookies. 2020 Tops update, that is. I'm sure they just wouldn't have it because what's the point? Yeah. There's no new rookies. There's no new trades or new teams. I mean, maybe there's a trade. I don't know. But, yeah. you know. Have series one is yeah. what, what what would be out for the year, which would be unfortunate. But Yeah. That'd be – man, I'm, I – I didn't really think about that because basketball, you know, already has all their cards produced and scheduled and all that stuff. That's that's wild. That'd be interesting to see. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but Tops Now, of course, is a huge market segment for Tops Now. They're on-demand cards that are based off of moments happening in the MLB um, games and stuff like that. And obviously, the season was supposed to start like a week ago. So they're losing out on tons of revenue from these on-demand cards that are supposed to be coming out on opening day and a player does something huge and he gets an autograph card that's on demand. They sell five of them for, you know, $500 each if it's Mike Trout or something. Well, now they're doing like these like turn back the clock cards and stuff. So, you know, they're trying to find ways to make the, you know, their business revenue streams stay intact. Way not the same, obviously at all, but it's a struggle for them right now. It seems because I don't know how many people are going to go and buy cards of past MLB events when you can go and buy pack pulled cards from those years. Um, Here's here's a fun one for you. Could Trent Grisham be a dark horse investment? Uh, which is funny because Trent Grisham is uh, – I always call him Trent Clark. I don't know why that's funny. It's funny in my mind. But I was just looking up his prices, and uh, there's cards going for like 25 bucks, 35 bucks a base. Last season when he was hot, uh, in the middle of the season, when we were all, all of us Brewer fans were like, Oh, maybe Trent Christian is something, but you didn't want to get your hopes up. They're like eight bucks, and I wrote something on it, and some dude said to me, "Nobody's going to invest in Trent Christian. Write something real." <laughs> and then here we are, and they're up, uh, you know, three, four times what they were at that point, and they're already up to eight dollars. Um, you know, he's on base, on base, some power. I would rather him be in Miller Park for that power than. Uh, Petco because Petco's huge. Uh, that being said, he's going to get a chance to play every single day along with Tommy Pham in that outfield, and uh, it could be top of the lineup. If he's at the top of the lineup, that could be very interesting. They got a pretty good, they got a pretty good core of hitters going on right there. I would be excited to watch Trent Grisham. I don't know if I'd spend twenty-five to thirty-five bucks on base auto though, but maybe if you go tops update rookies, Padres right. Yeah. In that Luis Urias trade? Yep. Should I invest now in Tatum or will the market keep dropping? Certain stuff in the market will keep dropping. I think Tatum's a great place to look if you're a starting out as an investor, even an experienced investor, whatever. Um, Tatum seemed to not have gained his peak market price, I want to say, before uh, the suspension started. I felt like that there's still room in the tank to keep on going up. Um, as he performed better, he's having an absolutely amazing February. And then obviously stuff gets suspended. Prices have dropped it down to like $200 for a prison-based PSA 10. 
I want to say that they're probably going to keep on going down because we don't know when basketball is coming back. But if they set a date for it to return, playoff schedule, whatever, they're definitely going to go up. Tatum is one absolutely unbelievable now. Um, I would recommend looking for some rare Tatum if you can, trying to find stuff that's – it might not be as high potential as a prism-based PSA 10 or a prism silver PSA 10, but at least it's got some cushion there to where if it drops more, it won't drop too much more. What are your thoughts on Shea Gilgis Alexander for an investment? I think if you followed our page for a while, you'll know I, I love Shea. He's in almost every single daily email I send out. Um, definitely on board. Uh, 21-year-old guard on a playoff team, averaging 20 points a game. Learning from Chris Paul, he's going to be very good. Here he is very good. Dude, I got to say, uh, sitting in the screen and porch, it's like 35 degrees out right now in Eau Claire. It's quite, quite chilly. I was going to sit in, in our screen and porch here, but there's, I mean, it's a little difficult with all the setup and outlets and stuff, but it's probably like yeah. 85 degrees here. You dog. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you got? Uh, card got back with Nick Cassianos or Kesson here. Who has a better year? <laughs> you, you can take that one. Uh, uh I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Nick Cassianos. Hey, Reds ballpark, right? From a hitting standpoint, yeah, that Reds ballpark is tiny. I wouldn't. I would not be shocked if he has 40 home runs this year, easy. Um, for baseball, so, what's the best? What? I was just I can't afford NBA anymore, so WWE, here I come. <laughs> for baseball, what's the best set to go for a series two update? Chrome, Chrome update. Um, it, uh, well, I would say Series 2 or Update, more so than the Chrome or the Chrome Update. You know, that might flip in 10 years. Um, these things tend to change from time to time. It but, depends uh, on your player, what the picture is like on the card. There's a lot of variables. It really just has to do with the checklist and what, what when the player gets a rookie. Yeah. But usually Series 2 and Update are pretty hot. I mean, even when Update came out, this last year's update with Keston and Nick Senzel and uh, Carter Kaiboom and stuff, people are like, oh, there's not much in this up, uh, this checklist besides Keston. And then all of a sudden you go into Target and or any hobby store and all of their update is gone. So. I have a point to make here. Um, yeah. Series 2 popped last year with Tatis, Vlad, Short Prince, Alonzo, and Eloy. Series 2 in the past was pretty stinky. I will say that Dude, this year. What? That Series 2 was like an all-time checklist. It, it was an all-time checklist because normally it's really bad other than like the Bryce Harper Series 2 when he has first rookie or something. But this year's Series 2 was going to have Luis Robert and Joe Adele. After, after they debuted, I think Update, I'm not as in tune into prospects and what their call-up is going to be. I thought Update this year was going to be trash, Nate. Was Update going to be terrible? After Joe Adele and Luis Robert, who else is there to be called up? There's not, a, there's, the not, set? there's not a huge selection of uh, – guys to be uh, especially on the hitter side that are going to be called up yeah i mean and you the look guys at that are going to be called up already have rookies so yeah you you would be correct series two series i would not be shocked if series one is the best set of the year especially since especially since uh luis robert already has his quote-unquote first card it's not great but it's yeah. still out there opening day well still series two you know, having Adele and Robert in the same set would be nice for a base rookie. It's better than what update would be, but yeah, Series 1 with Lux and uh, 
Alvarez and Bachet. Plus, there's a lot of other dudes who are kind of fringe, like maybe good guys in there, like Aquino and then yeah, Kyle Lewis. Just like a bunch of random guys. Dustin May. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like a there's like a, you can just keep on picking out guys from that checklist that could be good, but like just don't know for sure. Yep. Oh, look at that top ten Tony Love sent from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What a guy! Yeah, Tony. If, if you need your shoe fix, top ten Tony's the guy. Oh yeah, top That's 10. all I gotta say about that. Uh, Nate, I got one for you. It seems like that we get this question every podcast. You answer every podcast or live stream. How good is Marco Luis, Luis, Luciano? I have a really hard time saying his name. Luciano, San Francisco. Luciano, yeah. uh, so good. The the I say so good. I am super, super, super excited about him. That being said, there is still a little bit of a question mark about swing and miss in his game, but I'm not worried about it. Hits the ball hard. Hits the ball extremely hard for how young he is. Should be able to play shortstop. Is young. We'll put some weight on. Uh, we'll hit for much more power. Uh, he's the real deal. The shortstop's not great, but if he can stick there, you are looking at a guy that has the potential. And I say it every single time, and it's true every single time. Not many guys in the minor leagues have the potential to be the number one prospect. Um, either it's because, you know, obviously their bat's not spectacular, but they're good defensively, or it's because their bat's spectacular, but they play a corner outfield or a corner infield, um, somewhere like that, where it just – it doesn't pop like Julio Rodriguez is bad is amazing, but because he plays a corner outfield, he'll never be the number one prospect in baseball. You have to hit like Vlad Guerrero Jr. to to pull that one off, um, and nobody's going to do that. So it's always going to be your Wander Francos, your Gavin Luxes, your Marco Lucianos, guys like that that are middle infielders or center fielders that are always going to be number one. So look for those guys. I got a good question here. Are you guys getting the vibe that nineteen twenty? 2019-2020 basketball is being overproduced and we might run into another 90s problem. I did not live through collecting during the Junk Wax era. I got into it late 2000s, 2008. Wait, Aaron, why didn't you live through it? Because you were born in like 1998? <laughs> what are you going to do? Insult me for being born in 1998? <laughs> yeah. well, what the heck? You were like four you weren't pulling junk wax packs by uh, maybe by the time you're four you were i was i was i was i was buying cards when i was like four years old <laughs> touche um okay the point is is that i read some things from people who did live through a junk waxer and they'd say oh if you lived through it you know this is nothing like it and the way i see it is what i know of the junk wax era is you go into the card shop and you see a bucket full of 90s unopened packs and they're like 25 cents like, oh my gosh, the best deal ever. Yet the cards I mean worth what what they're printed on. The way I, I see it is that in ten years, I can't envision seeing Prism unopened packs laying in a bucket. It just doesn't it just won't doesn't add up in my mind. That's a really novice way to look at it. I don't have the experience of exactly what went on. I know what they're and also something else is there aren't Prism sets produced that are sealed. They don't make a million Prism sets and then put them on a target to sell. Or send them all to the card shops. You got to pull them out of the pack and put the sets together. Um, in the 90s, they started to make a ton of sealed sets, a ton of sealed sets, which is really what screwed everything up. Because if you go in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you know, there weren't sealed sets. Then. You had to pull them out of the packs and put them together. They're not doing that anymore with, with Prism. Now, you look at, like, the tops complete set every year for the baseball, and they still do that. But that's just because it's a, it's a lifelong thing for people to collect the set. It's different from basketball, though. 
Um, DK Cards asks, is there going to be an MLB draft? And I don't know if you guys have heard this, but it's looking like it's going to be a five to ten round draft, which is going to be really unfortunate for a lot of college seniors and high schoolers that are not going to get drafted now and not be able to realize their dream because um, the MLB is trying to save money. And the way they save money is by screwing over amateur players instead of players already in the system. But there will be a draft. It just won't be 40 rounds. What's your golden rule when it comes to buying raw cards and when to buy graded cards? I say there is no golden rule. It all depends on the card, what the value is non-graded, what it is graded. If you want it for investment, if you want it for personal collection purposes, how much, how long it's going to take to grade the card, what the cost is based on the cost of the raw card. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it, and I can't say that there's one rule on how to do it, but definitely a rule is to not buy a raw card that looks like it's completely damaged. Um, also, you have to be willing to put in the time to, to turn it into an investment because, I mean, you can make a ton of money grading if you buy it, send it to Clay, whatever, pay $11, and then you get it back, and then you make 50 on it. You know, you can do that time and time and time over again and make a ton of money. It just is a case-by-case basis on how you want to do it if you want to play it safe by buying PSA 10. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a strategy game than like a rule of thumb game. Um, here's a good one. What is your theory as to why Prism is the top product of the hobby? I feel like there's better looking products. Yes, each year there can be that better looking products. I'd argue that some years Prism is the best looking, some years it's something else. Um, it's hard to put one set against every other product produced and say that it's the best looking product. But as we know, sets don't sell for a ton of money because it's the best looking product. They sell for a ton of money because of demand, what consumer wants and what consumers value. And that's the first product that really lasted as like a lineage brand for Panini since 2012. When Panini started their Prism era in 2012, you know, it wasn't like this crazy hot set right away. It took three to four, actually it probably took five years up until 2015 Prism, where every single Prism Silver before it exploded in price. Started really with Devin Booker, Carl Townsend, Kristaps Porzingis. Um, once that all happened, the overall basketball market just got a huge appreci- appreciation for Prism. And every year since, it's been the product. It has a lot to do with name, brand, all that stuff. I mean, you can go and find a product that's not Nike that's probably better looking than Nike in some cases, but it's not Nike. It doesn't have the brand name recognition, all that stuff. Um, that's exactly a perfect analogy for why Prism is the best. It's, it's like uh, every year in fantasy baseball, somebody always finishes above Mike Trout for number one player in like fantasy baseball. But every year, the next year in the draft, you take Mike Trout because he's solid, steady, and always going to be you know, near the top. And that's prism, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd, argue, I'd argue that there's way better insets, insert sets out there and all that stuff. I don't like a single insert set in prism, but you're not buying prism for the insert sets also. So I mean, you, you know, I like, I like select more than I like prism. Yeah, I like select more. Than I like optic, but if somebody were like, "Hey, do you want this prism box or this select box?" I take the prism box every single time. Yeah, exactly. And if you're gonna get offered the prism and the optic Zion card for the same price, you're buying the prism twenty times out of twenty or whatever, you know. All right. Um, what do you think about the Luka Doncic uh, optic PSA ten there at five or Donruss? Did you answer that question? No, but I think that the Optic PSA 10 Luke is too high at 300 still. They went up to 500, you know, 
Gary tweeted out a picture of the Luca Optic PSA 10. They went up a bunch in price. They came down to 300. They were at like 150 for a long, 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 long time. I think 300 is still too much for I I wouldn't do it if, for the base optic. Yeah. All right. Buy or sell Gavin Lux. Buy. Uh, hey, guys, who's the next? J-Rod. Um, was Target Cards the kid that we got to buy all the Julio Rodriguez base? Yeah. Yes. And um, possibly autos, too. Nice. Uh, so it's got to be it's it's got to be one of the young up and coming international prospects. Uh, everyone loves loves their international prospects more so than they like their draft prospects. So it's going to be somebody like Elvis Martinez, um, somebody like that. But we don't know, and I wouldn't. It'd be. Uh, Wrong of me to suggest somebody right now when I ha we haven't been able to see them play for a very long time. Most of them are in rookie ball. Some of them are in Dominican Summer League. I would I want to wait until I see them in A ball at the very least to be like, all right, I think this can hold. I also venture to guess that you wouldn't be making a call as certain as Julio Rodriguez on the next guy. You no, know, there's I, not. I was I was extremely. I've never been more sure. I was super sure about Juan Soto. But I was more sure about Julio Rodriguez last year when they were 120. But What's up, ACC good. cards? Thanks for joining. Ooh. What do you guys think about Prism Mosaic rookie product? Will they hold value in the future? Uh, if you saw my post yesterday, it highlighted the design of the new Panini Mosaic, which is different than Prism Mosaic in the past. It's got its own design, its own name now. Um, not the same thing. I think that Prism Mosaic is a good place to look if you don't have. <laughs> but... I was like, who in the world is Captain Spaulding? <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to look. I'm going to keep answering this Prism Mosaic question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's going to turn the screen around. Oh, boy. <laughs> Someone really just called you that. Said that you looked like that. Yeah, it's Dan Brady. Shame. Uh, all right. Prism Mosaic. I think it's a good place to look if you're on a budget. And I actually do think the cards look really good, especially this year's 2020 Mosaic or 2019 Mosaic. Um, I'm looking dead for sure. Juan Soto Chrome Update is going up again. They're at 95, and they keep going back up. I think that they're going to hit a plateau around 95. I can't see them eclipsing 100 and keep on going up with what's going on right now. Uh, currently in Florida. Currently in Florida. Someone asked, where do I live? I'm just here for what a short time. I don't live here. I live by you. No, you're kind of a Florida person, though. <laughs> right, right. Been here for a couple of weeks. Now I'm a Florida person, I guess. Um, AC Cards asks, what are your thoughts on Jesus Sanchez? I worry that he's a post – I mean, he could be a decent post-hype uh, prospect, but if the Rays are giving up on you and trading you to the Marlins, that's not a good luck. I would stay – I would stay away from Jesus Sanchez. I just think there's – it's not saying you can't make money. It's just uh, there's other places that you can better spend your money. We got a good question here, actually, because I was thinking about this over the last week or so, as two weeks, as the Cardinals traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray Prism PSA 10s are worth more than Russell Wilson base Prism PSA 10. 
More Kyler's in population thoughts. My first thought is this. There is a Topps Chrome rookie, Russell Wilson. That will always be worth more than the prism for football. Um, Topps had the football license until 2015. There was no other option for prism in basketball in 2012 or 2013, whatever. That's why the Russell Wilson prism isn't worth a lot. Okay. Now so- moving on to Kyler Murray, prism based PSA 10s. Topped her out around 300 once DeAndre Hopkins got traded there. Now down to like 225. Sure, supply is probably low because not a ton has been graded by PSA yet. You know, delays there, closing now, whatever. My thought process is at this point last year, Baker PSA 10s had to have been $75, $100, maybe, because they hit 100 once it was in like August. And I can't make sense of how Kyler is 215 on a terrible Cardinals team. Of course, let me actually, they got Hopkins now. But I paused to say because, yes, the Browns end up flopping this year. But going into the year, people thought that they were going to be great. How is Baker less than half of what Kyler is now? 215 for a base prison PSA 10 seems wild to me. Like, it's absurd. Way would, too much. I would not pay that much. Take, take the $150 and go buy a select field level of silver where there's only like 100 or less or 200 maybe of those things. For yeah. sure, that's what I do. Um, I would like to – this isn't a question on here, but I'd like to shift it a little bit. Uh, is Deshaun Watson's time done? Oh my as gosh! A, as a viable investment, I'm because so I feel upset. that way. I'm so upset because I think he's amazing. You know, I think he's yeah. amazing. He's really good. But he's kind of he's he's hitting that he's hitting that uh, that twilight zone of quarterbacks where he just hasn't done enough. It's, you know, Carson Wentz. Dak uh, Prescott, yeah. where he hasn't done enough. He's still good, but now people are moving on to the younger guys. Yeah. And he, uh, now he, his best wide receiver is gone. It pains me with that trade of DeAndre Hopkins because I think a lot of people who either were subscribed to a newsletter or have been following podcasts and stuff have known that I've loved De- uh, Deshaun Watson. And for good reason, I'd, I'd say. But the issue is what Nate's saying now. I, I'm very worried that some type of investment fatigue is going to come into play here and it's, his time is running out as an investment. Of course, he can still have huge football seasons, whatnot, and maybe he can get an increase. But the window, I think the top-end potential is has greatly decreased right now unless – for some reason, he moves teams. If I don't know what his contract situation is, someone I heard today bring up the thought thought of Deshaun Watson on the Patriots. I don't know how that would even work out or happen. But that would be that would be something. I tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. His his cards would triple in price if he gets traded to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that's not happening. I just don't understand how you trade a top three wide receiver away and either. take on and take on David Johnson's ten million when you could have waited a week and signed Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Dude, get Melvin, get Melvin Gordon, have DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, and you have a better chance of the playoffs. Keeping DeAndre Hopkins, whatever it might be, it 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 was I couldn't believe it when that happened. Yeah. Um, how would you rate the top three grading companies from best to worst? PSA, EGS, SGC. What would be with all limit? Was. Yeah. yeah. Um. Thoughts on Brandon Marsh and the Angels organization? Brandon Marsh, interesting uh, young player for the Angels. He was a top 50 prospect, I believe, by uh, Fangraphs. I could be wrong on that. Let me look it up real quick. Um, He was ranked 36th, actually. Uh, You know, the Angels are loaded with really interesting players. That being said, uh, I worry that with – 
Joe Adele and Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout that there's just not enough attention to go around to guys like Brandon Marshall. But he is a very nice player. Hey, we got a really good question here I want to answer. Oh, yeah, I like it. So, question reads, PSA 10 Prism is clearly killing it right now. Thoughts on the second option? What do you say it's PSA 10 Select or the PSA 9 Prism in the long term that collectors will want? I'd also say a PSA 10 Optic you could, but PSA 10 Optic is close to the Prism. Um, okay, so we have 140 to $150 for a Prism Luca PSA 9 today. I want to say that selected PSA 10s are actually more. No, they're, they're pretty much the same. PSA 10 select concourse Luca is around 150 also. If it's me, I would say go with the Prism PSA 9. It just has to all do with the brand thing we talked about earlier. I'm not saying that Select is bad. I actually really enjoy Select. I think a lot of people know I like Select. I just think that in the long run, you look at Ken Griffey Jr. I'm not comparing the arrows. I'm not talking about how many were produced. I'm saying, would you rather have a PSA 10 Donruss Griffey Jr. rookie or PSA 9 upper deck 89 with his face portrait? Probably the PSA 9 upper deck. I don't know the values of those two cards, but I'd venture to guess PSA 9 is worth way more on the Donruss PSA 10. Nice. Um, uh, Hunter Green question here. Uh, Hunter Green was the second overall pick by the Reds uh, in 2017. Um, he was the first overall prospect, but the second overall pick, which is something we brought up in the podcast the other day. And uh, people really loved him because he, you know, hit triple digits consistently. And so the question is, Hunter Green looks like a great buy low. Thoughts? The problem with Hunter Green is, yes, he has an 80-grade fastball, but everything else is a bit behind. If he can't upgrade, um, you know, if he only upgrades, like, his slider, then he's probably mostly a reliever. If he can upgrade a third pitch, change up, uh, probably has to be a change up, then he could be a starter. But I worry that he just doesn't have the secondary pitches right now. He'd really have to learn how to pitch and not just throw a pass, guys. Um, so sure. He's from a fastball standpoint, he's interesting, but a lot of guys have really good, really, really good fastballs in the minors and they don't pan out to be anything. Hunter Green could be no different. I got to backtrack for a second back to this. I saw I got to backtrack to my last question with comparing the the 89 Griffey stuff. So Donner's PSA 10 Griffey's are like 300 bucks and PSA nine upper decks are a hundred dollars. It's probably a bad analogy because of the fact that it's the 1989 card and PSA 10 versus PSA 9 difference is way higher than what it is now. I mean, you look at a card from now modern era and every card or most cards are coming out of packs are going to be PSA 10s versus then they aren't going to be. So PSA 10 is more valuable in 1989. But that's just the card type that I'm looking at. Like, would you rather have this or that? Yeah. Um. There's a what? What? I was gonna say we're running out of time. Okay. Yeah. What current Luis Robert cards are the best investments? Holds. It's got to be his Bowman Chrome Auto. Or I wouldn't. The first Bowman Chrome base from 2018. But also, I would say don't get too caught up in that because there is an opportunity to make money on first Bowman Chrome base non-autos. 
but that window decreases a lot once they make the MLB, and he w- would be if we have a season this year. So one series two hit, those just aren't at the same level that they would be. So, like, that's why I think, like, Wander Franco last year was a huge Bowman first Chrome base uh, buy because he had a good amount of window to make money on by grading and selling when he's in the minors. Not as much for Robert's Bowman Chrome first base. Uh, what's up, NJ Sports Cards? Ooh, Aaron, here you go. I pulled a checkerboard optic Tyler Hero rated rookie last night. Fold or flip? Ooh, it uh, depends how much you paid for that pack. I mean, if you're making profit, why not flip it and go invest in something you really like? Um, if it's myself, I'd keep it. Tyler Hero, that's awesome. Uh, Milwaukee kid. That's a really nice card, too. Super short print right there. Or short print, at least now. Yeah. Ooh, collect uh, collect Graham. Where do you think the best fit for Lamel will be? Does owning the Hawks pump up his hype? So, did you see that? today he's trying to buy his uh new zealand basketball league team that he's playing for which is yeah absurd um i do do wonder what what that will do if he ends up actually owning that team i don't know it'd be it'd be interesting if he just didn't come to the nba wouldn't that be crazy ah he's coming to the nba yeah he is but best fit i think that he'd be interesting on the pistons or any of those really crap teams that need people to score the basketball. <laughs> All right. Um, Aaron, do you want to answer one more question? Then uh, then we should, we should uh, you know, tie yeah. this up. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking. Um, I got one here. High-end question to end it. I think Acuna Sapphires will drop in the 2,500 range. I'm assuming PSA 10. Great buying oppor- great buying opportunities during the drop for those. I see these those down the road at ten thousand um, dollars. Yes, I think that that Acuna Sapphire is probably one of his top three. It's actually his best base rookie card, PSA ten for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's all time great status up there, at least one of the best players of this era. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they're ten thousand dollars, especially with how the market was going before. Uh, the inevitable suspensions of sports. Um, granted, that's a long way down the line after his career is done, or well, at least towards the middle of his career for sure. Um, but yeah, if you have the money, I mean, all means those things are rare. Um, quick, quick little comment. NJ Sports Cards said, "Not trying to steal Slabstock's glory because uh, this is their live, but I'm pretty sure that he agreed because he was answering a question." And yes, guys, by all means. If you see a question you can answer in the comments, please do. We'd love it to be a back and forth amongst you guys along with us uh, as much as possible. Make it more of a community feel than um, just us talking to you guys. By all means, answer answer as many questions as you want to in the comments section. That'd be a great way to uh, use the comments section in my mind. I totally agree. I mean, obviously we can't get to everything, but if you guys help out, it helps a lot. Sweet. All right, Aaron. Well, this will be the end of our live. Thank you, everyone, for uh, showing up and asking questions. We appreciate it. I can't wait to go inside. I'm a little cold. Uh, But uh, it's been enjoyable. Thank you all. All right. See you guys.